Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the Diz Unlimited podcast. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be hosting this virtual roundtable discussion. And joining me for today's Walt Disney World discussion includes the one and only Rhino Clavin. Hello. I was I practiced a Scooby Doo voice, and I couldn't do it, so I abandoned okay. it. Sorry. I mean, we can try again. Join joining me this week. We have the one and only Scooby Doo. <laughs> good try good try um and that wasn't an awkward pause because of a delay that was it was just i was trying to figure out what i was gonna do to recover from that it's okay uh then we have john Magi, of course happy halloween everybody uh we have kevin close hi everyone and we have blurry barbie <laughs> hi hi barbie <laughs> hi barbie Wait so, a minute. She's dressed as Barbie? I thought she was yeah. dressed as every girl I went to high school with in the 80s. <laughs> Bambi. No, it Her has the little Barbie enough. B. Oh, it's Barbie. It's Barbie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's from, it's very it's from pink, the movie. I like I'm it sorry that I'm blurry now. I, I know <laughs> colors. I'll tell you that much. I'm very good at this. Uh, hello, everyone. Hope everyone's having a good Halloween. Uh, you know, it's just early in the day, but I'm sure it will be a very eerie and creepy night for all of us out there, maybe, if we're lucky. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with today's discussion. We're going to talk about some of the recent happenings at Walt Disney World and beyond. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then towards the end of the show, we are going to have a new dining review from John and Kevin. And this time they went to Topolino's Terrace at Disney's Riviera Resort. You're not going to want to miss that. Uh, before we get started, though, I want to remind everyone that this show is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content, you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of one of the amazing Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So go get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. You know, if you're looking at a cruise and you actually book one through Dreams, you're going to get an amazing gift basket. Uh, if you are looking at a Walt Disney World vacation package, you could receive some free money in the form of a Disney gift card. And I believe John actually has an update for us about those gift cards. Yeah. Um, as of today, we've decided we're going to extend our gift card promotion. You uh, get it up to a $300 gift card for booking a Walt Disney World package. Uh, we've extended the book by date until the end of November. So November 30th. Um, and I suggest that folks go out and check out the videos of the guys spending their $50. Or should I say spending my $50? <laughs> 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 which is yeah. uh, part of we want to show folks what you can get for your gift card yeah i'm not gonna lie i think when we originally pitched that idea to you we said like oh we'll go out and spend 50 dollars, and then we'll use it as giveaways like hey this is what we bought because we enjoyed it and now let's give it to you and uh then i think we lost our minds halfway through and just got greedy and said, I'm keeping it all for myself. But uh, <laughs> we, we'd we have to go back to the minutes of that meeting and see what really happened. Okay. Uh, I don't have that. I'll have Kathleen bring up the steno that she took. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a gift card. 
That's true. You did not. I, Kevin, I would have shared mine with you had I known that John didn't provide you with a gift card. It's Thank you. Next time. Next time. I don't think there will be a next time for that, though. But how's everyone doing this week? You having a good Halloween so far? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's happening. So far. Yeah. Too early. So. Too early for kids yet in our neighborhood to show up. But we usually get a, quite a few kids trick-or-treating. We like it. The people on all three sides of us have spent all of their money on 10-foot statues, 10-foot skeletons that light up and stuff. We have one Mickey pumpkin out in front of our house. Our Halloween decorations are going to be easier to put away. <laughs> I So yesterday I was over at Fort Wilderness for the golf cart parade, and I'll talk about that in a couple minutes here. But uh, I was there with Disney, and they were driving us around on a golf cart, so that way we could also go around and see the different loops and stuff. And I – like. I've been there before for Halloween and Christmas, and I've seen how people decorate their campsites, but I've never been like this close to Halloween. And the amount of inflatables and decorations that get put up <laughs> is just beyond anything I ever expected. Like Rhino and I went and looked one time, and it's like, yeah, this is cute, but you know, it's not as crazy as as I thought. But when you go like right the day before Halloween, it is just something else, like thousands. And there's some people that have, uh, I would say, probably 50 different inflatables decorations right in their own little campsite. And the the weirdest one, I wish I had a photo of it, but we were moving by too fast. Someone built like an actual diorama ride through of the Haunted Mansion that was probably like what? six feet tall and then had different rooms. So like there was, they were like little shadow boxes where there was a doom buggy and dummies in it. And then like the next one over, they had like Madame Leota and the rest weren't revealed. I, I just don't know what was happening there. But uh, if, if you ever have the chance to go to Fort Wilderness in that like time period, couple days before Halloween, drive around as many loops as possible and see how people go crazy with it. Like I, I do a little bit of decorating, but I was just looking at some of these campsites and I'm like, do they just live in their, their <laughs> RVs year round? And that's how they can afford this many inflatables because they're not cheap. <laughs> And they just buy so many. But then again, you know, and where I'm, do you put them? That's where my mind goes, Kevin. My mind goes to storage. I think, I mean, are you pulling around a trailer behind you? Just your inflatables? I don't, I don't understand where people put that stuff. Maybe they have storage facilities or something, but yeah. I mean, that, that's really the business cool. we need to get into. Let's forget the studio. Let's buy a storage facility that's meant for <laughs> Disney fans who want to come to Fort Wilderness to store all of their inflatables and everything <laughs> for, for all the different seasons. And then now we'll you're thinking our, like a business person. You know, like, <laughs> it I, only took I me love, 10 years. Fort Wilderness at Halloween is just one of those things like if you've never seen it, I think it's just it's a must. Because it just gets bigger and bigger. It's crazy to me that Disney invited you because they, I feel like in the last couple of years they really cracked down on who can be there to see it all. So, like, uh, it's, it, I used to do it. I used to rent a cabin when I was a cast member. You could get that discount and get friends to do a Halloween night there. But then they stopped letting you do one night rentals at Halloween. You had to do two to three nights or whatever. I think it was three nights was what they started making it. And I don't know if that was just for cast members or anybody trying to 
trying to uh, visit that time of year, but I love Fort Wilderness period. And then add then that Halloween stuff. And it is just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, um, in general, I don't, you know, I, I know they don't want people over there. That was kind of pressed around a lot this year, passed around, not pressed around apologies. Uh, and, you know, it was like, okay, from the 26th through, you know, Halloween, that unless you have dining reservations or you're staying as part of the the Fort Wilderness campgrounds and cabins, then you can't get in there even like you can't add extra visitors to come and check everything out just because of how busy it was. Uh, so it, it was kind of odd to me that they invited me over. But uh, ultimately, uh, you know, it was a we only had a very small group and uh, I don't feel like we imposed too much on all the campers that were there. So uh, we didn't take up too much of a parade spot, except they put us under this ridiculous tent that they didn't have to put up at all. And I was like, oh, good. Now we're just calling attention to ourselves that we don't belong. <laughs> that totally not uncomfortable by that. Re- really, yeah. really good stuff. But I uh, know it was what's a lot interesting. Of fun. What's, what's interesting about the fact that they invited some media out to this is that the, the campsites um, book very well. Like a year in advance, campsites are booked up. People really scramble to get these reservations. So it's not like they have to push these, uh, these reservations for folks. So I, it seemed maybe it was just a goodwill thing because people can't go see it. They wanted people to have some shots for social media and things like that. But it was just, it seemed weird that they were inviting media out to this specific thing. Like to advertise something you can't go to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know what the purpose was. I, I, you know, I don't ask questions. I just show up when people <laughs> ask me to be there. And I, I'm so glad they did so I could finally see it. I guess, you know what? I keep like beating around the bush with it saying that, uh, you know, saying I'll talk about it in a little bit, but let's just talk about it right now. So I'll show off a little bit of the golf cart parade here because I, like, I was blown away. I've seen videos before with it. But until you actually see it in person, I don't really think it does it justice. I think there was like over a hundred golf carts that people decorated. Some were done really well. Some were not. But you know what? It's all about the uh, college effort that goes into it. And, uh, (laughs) you know, there's just so many that roll through. These are, you know, guest created. And uh, the first thing I asked them was like, are there any restrictions? Because like right now yeah. we're looking at a giant zero that you're like, how is that street legal? Well, I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and oh, just wait, there's a bigger one. Um, oh but like Look I asked the if there's any rules or restrictions and they're like, no, I mean, there are some, but for the most part, guests can get as creative as they want. And I mean, they, they do, they, they get super creative with it. Um, I, I know that there are, uh, you know, they do judging while they're there. So it's possible to win a top spot. And as if you're one of the people watching this, um, you'll understand which one probably won the top spot as we're going through right here in particular, because oh, wow. uh, we're wow. looking Look at, at that. It, Holy smokes. It actually okay, so cool. It's a haunted stretching, stretching room. room that actually stretched. Yeah. Uh, just, just insane. Um, like just, I gotta say something crazy. So well yeah. I know we get a lot of folks who listen to the show who don't watch us. If you are a listener and not a watcher, you've got to go and just watch this clip. This is unbelievable. Some of these golf, that can't be a golf cart. How can that be a golf cart? 
I think so like some of them like the train and there's one more that's coming up that's like Cruella that drives around that is clearly a golf cart. But um, I I think in some of the circumstances, it's people who like literally soup up their golf carts and decorate them solely just for this event because they do get some people that just, you know, they do the exact (laughs) same thing year after year after year and they don't really change it up. But uh, I, you know, I I like I like the ones that clearly look like they were done. You know, done in the days leading up to it, but because that's just Cruella oh chasing God. the dominoes. Wow, trying! Wow. Oh my God, these people are so creative. They really are. They are. They really so are I highly recommend it in the future. You know, it is a Disney sanctioned event now. When it first started, it wasn't. It was just you know people who loved Fort Wilderness going and and doing it, and now Disney has fully embraced it. Uh, they do golf cart parades for Halloween, of course. That's what we just saw. They do one for Christmas. They do one for the Fourth of July, and they do one now for halfway to Halloween. So you have lots of opportunities, Wait. even if you can't get in at Halloween. So yeah. you're saying they do? They do? They're trying to do make like when's halfway to Halloween? Is that usually happening like June or July? I don't know. I months. believe that would June. be. If I'm correct, that's six months from now. April. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, that's what an education gets you. Um, but I, I had to do I, it uh, twice. I had to do the math twice. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's cool that they I love that idea of halfway to Halloween. How many how many carts did you see in this in the parade? It, it was over a hundred. I didn't actually count them. I Holy really should have, but it was just yeah. so much. And some of them were moving like super fast. Others were kind of like going slow and and soaking it up. But uh, it was, yeah, it was really impressive. That's and incredible. I, I do believe uh, you can like rent the golf carts there at Fort Wilderness and decorate them yourselves as long as you don't destroy them. Obviously, um, <laughs> you know that's part of the the paperwork you sign when you hand over money for them so uh, you know if, if you don't have your own golf cart you're not being left out of the parade just don't destroy it and and you should be good it's just it i was it was a it was a first for me because i have never seen the golf cart parade there before and blew me away and i was so happy and then also that morning uh yesterday morning i had another first for me and i finally was able to see an actual flyover in walt disney world happen because uh, i just i never bother going anytime they happen um whether it's you know blue angels or the thunderbirds and yesterday they did a flyover of magic kingdom and then they went all the way past Swan and Dolphin and Epcot and looped all the way around. And, uh, you know, we're looking at, if you're watching this, you're looking at a picture of the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds flying over Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, where they could not have timed it more perfectly. They, they had to park that monorail there. They parked that monorail there. There's no way that was just the timing. The monorail was there in Spaceship Earth. I didn't watch from that angle. This is a Disney photo, so I can't I can't say for sure. But uh, then they flew Oh, it's back. all CG. It's all, it's all green screen. I, they CGI hit the monorail. I saw it there. It actually was there. But you know what? That's probably what happened. So like as of like an hour ago, one of the monorails uh, I was just on the say. Epcot line was broken yeah. down and being evacuated for a flat tire. So it wasn't <laughs> one. But, uh, you know, maybe no. that's the retribution that they got. So yesterday they parked a monorail for a photo. And today they're dealing with a broken down monorail. Um, it's 
not not I've great. I've seen this in the past. I've seen this this happen in the past, not this year, but it is an incredible experience. The problem is, is that it's like you wait and wait and wait and wait and wait, and you're in these crowds, and then happens and it's over right away. So it's one of those things that's kind of like oh, you got to really be there, be willing to to dedicate to it. But it's a pretty incredible experience. Yeah, you've yeah. got this great video playing right now of them going over the castle and down Main Street. Holy smokes, that, that's impressive. That's so cool. Yeah, it was yeah. honestly, and I will say, uh, the crowd looks heavy there. It wasn't that bad. Like we walked into Main Street maybe like five minutes before and had a had a decent view of it nothing really blocking like if you want to get right in front of the partners or right beside the partner statue and get like a cool photo or you know in a really sweet spot then yeah it might be you might be waiting a little while but as john said it really is like it happens so fast it was so fast and so loud i've heard them fly over my house on the way to magic kingdom before but i never actually I never actually stopped and watched them in person. And I, I just, if you have a chance to see that while you're at Walt Disney World, absolutely go out of your way to make it happen. It is, it's one of those things. I don't have a lot of like bucket list items left for Walt Disney World, a lot of things that I haven't done. And then to have two in one day watching a flyover in Cinderella, like in Magic Kingdom over Cinderella Castle, and Whoa. then the golf cart parade, like, it was it was a day I will not forget for a long, long time. And uh, yeah, I'm John very and fortunate. I just that went got to, to an earmarked convention at the Contemporary. It was uh, three days last week, and the final speaker was the first female Thunderbird. Oh wow! She closed oh, cool. out the event. She was fascinating. Yeah. She told first us what she had to do. To get- I'm sorry. I was just, go ahead, I'm sorry. I talked over you. Go, go. She closed out the event and she was telling us what it be- took to become a Thunderbird and to be the first woman. And it was, she gave some great advice. Uh, when things are going not the way you want to, your first reaction is to push harder. And what she said was, you have to let up on the stick. Let go of it a little bit and let it happen and you can fix it that way. So that was her big takeaway moment. I've paraphrased her. I apologize, but she was fascinating. Wow, that sounds uh, really, really cool. So That's uh, I, yeah, I, I just, it, it's one of those things. It does happen so fast, but it's just like. You know, it's one of those things like I've seen I've seen flyovers at football games and, you know, it's not like one of you can go to an air show and and see, uh, you know, you can see these planes moving fast. But something about it having to connect with Disney and, you know, this was the lead up to military month, which is in November. And uh, they're like actually making military merchandise for the first time, oh. I guess. I mean, I, I think they've made some stuff before, but like they're, they were really pushing it. I didn't get to see it, any of it in person, but I heard it's it was really in the Emporium. Humor. What's that, Erica? It actually turned out pretty cute, the merchandise. Like they have um, a sweater, like a crew neck sweater that says, I believe it says like courage on it. And um, it's like that army green, but the wording is the camo. And it's actually like, it's actually pretty cute. And I believe there's a hat and a cup 
And so far, it's what I've seen when I was at Magic Kingdom this weekend. But it looks like a actually a pretty cute collection that they put some like thought into. So I like it. Yeah. Well, she was telling us that when they're flying, they're going uh, upwards of 500 miles an hour, and they are three feet apart. I so three they're all feet? trained to maneuver. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh. Was that my time limit? No, that was you. You counted down. <laughs> have I gone long? <laughs> I have a question about the merchandise. What is it only at the Magic Kingdom? Do we know, or is it available at other places? I would assume. It'd be I haven't. Uh, I haven't Disney, seen it yet Disney at Springs. other places. Because I was at Hollywood Studios yesterday, and I was going in and out of shops, and I didn't see any there. But that's I would all really been make right its now. Way to World of Disney eventually yeah. so like everything does so. at some point but uh it's very cool i'm happy that they're doing it for uh for military month and uh, definitely try to see it if you ever have the opportunity to that leads me to ask the question since i had a day of two bucket list items what well is everyone's bucket list items that they still have left on theirs. If you have any that you can think of. And I ask because Rhino always defaulted in the past to saying, <laughs> I want to eat in Cinderella castle. And then he already did that now. Wow. That's oh. a hard one. I think yeah, one of mine. <laughs> hey, one, one at a time, is- one at a time. <laughs> Calm down. Everybody. I think one okay. of mine is to do um, like the firework cruises. Is that something I haven't done? And I feel like that would be really cute. It's just, I'm trying to think, cause I have an actual list of everything I haven't done at Disney, but I haven't found it in a while. So I haven't updated it, but I know for sure. One of my things that I really want to do is a firework cruise. I'd like to do the Fort wilderness parade thing. We just saw. <laughs> I, I, I used to love to stay there and, and I thought it would be really cool to just like fully commit. I've never been able to like, fully fully commit so i'd love to be able to get my mom to come down i doubt she ever will for that because you know grandchildren whatever um but i i think it would be so cool to just like really deck out your cabin and just like have a couple of like you know three days like you check in on the 30th you're there the 31st and you maybe stay the first as well and just like have a fun like halloween party or something like that there because you got to take all that stuff down (laughs) oh yeah i just leave it behind so don't even <laughs> right, just tip, tip the house cleaner really well <laughs> or or you know burning man it you know just big bonfire <laughs> just get rid of it all we well, don't that was get... a really hip reference for me i'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> it was john and kevin you've been traveling to walt disney world for so many years do you even have anything left that you haven't done kevin you want to go first no give me a minute you go first okay. <laughs> Yeah, I can say this, you know, this is one of those things that, you know, it's so tough. We've had such an incredible opportunity to do pretty much everything and stuff that other people don't usually get a chance to do and see. Um, Boy, I would say right now my bucket list thing is very attainable, but it's not Walt Disney World. And it's going to the new private island Lighthouse Point um, that Disney's building. I'm really excited to see it. I'm going to be honest. I'm not as excited about the new ship, um, 
but I'm really excited to go see that island. So that's my current bucket list thing that I want to accomplish. But yeah, it's tough. I mean, we're very, very lucky. We're very fortunate. We've had a chance to go places and see things and be parts of backstage experiences. I can't think of anything Walt Disney World that I haven't done. And meet people. Meet people mm-hmm. that were instrumental. Uh, I think I've attained most of my bucket list stuff. I mean, I had dinner with Marty Scar. So I think that's kind of incredible for me. It was, but I think what I would, I would tell you is I, I wouldn't know it was a bucket list item until I did it. Walt Disney world still has the ability to utterly surprise me. So I'll wait for I wanna, the next one. But I, I want to see, um, I've never seen the inside of the dream suite. I want to see the, I want to see the room in the castle. Yeah. That's one of the very few left on my list. So I've never seen it before. Yeah, I've seen it. Sorry. I well, yeah, I will. I am sure. Loser. Yeah. (laughs) Name some more things that I've done. Go ahead. I, you know, if I owned a travel agency, a successful travel agency back in the days when people were allowed in there more regularly, I'm sure I'd see the inside of it too. But, um, I just wasn't fortunate enough to do that. But yeah, it's, it's that's the weird part. I feel like you can sneeze out front of Disneyland's and they'll let you come up inside <laughs> for, for the Cinderella Castle dream suite. It's like it's just locked off to everyone. So except celebrities, which I mean, I'm not Scooby-Doo here, I, as I'm sure. And Barbie. I, <laughs> no, no photos, please. No photos. No photos, um, no photos I, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't even need to stay. It's not one of those because I feel like that's a completely unrealistic bucket item. But I just want to be able to like go up and see it. Go hmm, cool. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to do what he did at Disneyland, where now I will out him for this. He used the bathroom in the Dream Suite while we were there the last time. One of the nice bathrooms, not the ones that you're supposed to use. I did. I did. <laughs> I used the one in the bedroom, the other bedroom. <laughs> that's where they told me to go. It was only a number one, so it was fine. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess we're now that type of show. So. It wasn't. It wasn't Scooby Poo. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. I just lifted a leg. <laughs> well, take control. I was not expecting toilet humor today, but here's where we found ourselves. So. Oh, wait till we get to the food review. Wait till we get the restaurant review. <laughs> Speaking of toilets, Craig, what's your bucket list? I I said that going into the Cinderella <laughs> Castle Suite too. That's that's one of the few things I haven't done. So that's I would a segue I, that wins awards. I would I would do that. Or if as terrified as I am of heights. If I could ever go up to the top of Spaceship Earth, like the tippy tippy top, like I would love to do that. Or, of course, as we talked about last week, I would always be up and open to go out of Tinkle that's on top of Cinderella Castle <laughs> and just peek up from there because those are views you'll never get to see before. Unless yeah, you'd be like walking, you, I'd you mean afraid. like yeah, you mean like walking up to the top of Spaceship Earth, like on well, no, the scaffolding and stuff, coming out of that little wherever the hole is on the top where they put people, where people come and hang out of there. So, oh. I, I'm not. I'm sure there's a ladder to climb up. So, uh, one day if going. someone drinks enough margaritas in Epcot, I'm sure they'll they'll try to climb Spaceship Earth from the outside. Probably. But one of my <laughs> things for Disneyland has always been to see that little room inside the Matterhorn. 
I haven't had a chance to no opportunity. With the basketball hoop? Yeah, the basketball hoop. I think that I would mean, be cool. I think you can see it if you if you actually work at Matterhorn. So it's I think it's just as easy enough as you know putting this life behind you, moving to California, <laughs> getting a part time job at Matterhorn, going through your you training, know, and then being like, I think I'm done. <laughs> I'll pass. You know, at a hundred years old, there's nothing better than starting over. <laughs> that's what i always hear who needs to retire just just transition to the next part of your life and uh working at disneyland on the matterhorn so uh wouldn't be bad but okay we still have a lot to cover so let's move on to our next uh our first news item here of the day and that is that we know the dates for the return of the epcot international festival of the arts for 2024 it's going to return january 12th 2024 uh, and it will run through february 19th 2024 and i feel like every year festival of the arts and the festival of the holidays wants to have a battle for which one can be the shorter festival that takes place at epcot and i believe this year it might be the holidays since thanksgiving happens kind of late but it's close they're they're neck and neck there of course festival of the arts is uh, celebrating all things arts, including Disney on Broadway concerts, uh, interpretive arts, uh, culinary arts, and uh, last but not least, art art. And <laughs> it might all be art, but uh, definitely just some art, guy art named art. There. <laughs> you know what? Named art. That's it, who art if Smith. there is someone who works at Disney currently that's name art is Smith. art. I, is he alive? Arts isn't he always inside of Homecoming? Is it? Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen him lately. <laughs> he's not a. He's not a cast member. He doesn't count. He doesn't. Ca- he doesn't get an ID. I Come mean, I'm Art sure he's got the green ID. He's got the green ID, but he doesn't wear a Disney name tag, and I'm not sure right. he's alive. All right, this is going on. Art Smith, the chef. Fall into Yeah. Yep. He's talking about the chef, Art Smith. I don't think he's there all the time. <laughs> okay. So well, now you've started a, a new conspiracy theory. A Disney cast member named Art and or Chef Art Smith, if we can give him a cast member ID, and then he can stand out. It's, it's even ruined. I don't even know why I'm still talking well, about it now at this point. The, Festival of the Arts is happening. See Art Smith. You know what I just I just read about the other day? Sorry, this is like a little bit of a tangent, but it, technically they were worked for Disney too. Shonda Rhimes doesn't have moved from her deal at ABC to Netflix because she asked for um, tickets for her sister and the nanny to be able to go to the park for their like they had never been or something. And the Disney executive was like, we don't normally do this. for." And I was like, this lady is your entire Thursday night lineup. And you were (laughs) you were squabbling about a hundred and fifty dollar ticket. And then her sister and the nanny got to the park and it didn't work. I, I don't know. So like, yeah. So she was just like, you know what? I'm worth more than this. And then she got that like three figure deal at Netflix. Shonda, reach out to John. Three figures, like a hundred bucks. I will. <laughs> yeah, I will she got the hundred and fifty four dollar ticket at Netflix. I know. I just said doesn't Shonda can Shonda Rhimes Shonda Rhimes afford a ticket? Yeah. Well, that's what they basically said. They said something about that, and they were just and like, she got a three figure deal. A three <laughs> deal. They paid her one hundred and fifty dollars. 
Okay, well, that will lead us to our next offshoot question. It was going to be about Festival of the Arts and do we like the festival, but now I it's... would like to say something about Festival of the Arts. Well, first, uh, do right, celebrities that. deserve to get into theme parks for free, or should they have to pay? I think if they're they making the company like millions and millions of dollars, it should be one of their benefits. They're they work Ooh, for yes. Disney just like anybody else. I say if they're if they're cast members, which you know Disney employees are all considered cast members, you get a ticket as a cast member, mm-hmm. and you get a yeah. ticket that allows you to bring in other people. So I don't know what her what the status of Chandra was at the moment. I mean, she didn't yeah. contact me, but she should have had a ticket. Maybe some of it was. <laughs> Would you have given yeah. her a ticket? Oh my god, in a heartbeat. <laughs> She should have worked with a travel agent from Dreams Unlimited Travel, and they would have taken care of it all. I I would have asked her, point blank, is Viola Davis here with you? You would see (laughs) Viola Davis if she was there with you. Kevin, Festival of the Arts. I'm not sure I can follow this. (laughs) Try either. Some friends were just here last weekend, and they went to the... um, the Food and Wine Festival, and they found a booth, and it's called Cork Tunes. It's part of the Artistic Talent Group, and the Artistic Talent Group is an ongoing thing. I understand that they have an area at Disney Springs, but they have set up this booth, and they are selling something that I think is just kind of cool. It's between Africa and Germany. Germany. And it's right near the crystal booth from what I understand they take a picture or if you're there in person, they'll do it live and they do a caricature on a cork and it is $20. It's a regulation wine cork and it comes in a little glass tube and there's a pin in the bottom of it that holds it up. So it looks like it's floating and they did one for John and I. They're quite detailed. They have our names on them. And the top of the cork says 2023. There is a glass block that you can buy as a base for it. She didn't buy us that. She thought these were good on their own. But I think they're really kind of neat. And for 20 bucks, I think it's a nice, oh, there, there are our names. It's a nice souvenir to take home. At least I like it as a souvenir. I think it's cool that they did ours from pictures on her phone. She had a couple pictures of us on her phone and said, you know, do it from that. And I think they look great. I think they're really, really And the person cool. doing mine kept asking her, is this Drew Carey? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I kind of see the resemblance in a way. So I, oh, think- I get stopped in the park and people ask me. Yeah, I mean, it's hard when Where's you have it? the hat on, but I mean, especially when his hair is kind of longer. Yeah, you do. You do kind of have that same look. It's one of another. So uh, I think I should get free tickets for looking like a celebrity. You he should have. Back in the day, you should have hung out in front of Sounds Dangerous. Just said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let me in for free. I had a friend who worked for and for Disney, and we got a, he was invited to the opening of Animal Kingdom. And Drew Carey was one of the people who was there doing things for Disney. And... I ran into Drew Carey like six times that day. I didn't think I looked like him, but what do I know? Yeah. I would love to run into Drew Carey. I mean, preferably on the prices right and then become the big winner, but I don't think that's in the cards for me at all ever. But maybe one day. 
I have saw you no been one to the price was. <laughs> What's that? Have you been to the Price is Right? I haven't. So that but, makes your uh, chances better. I don't. I don't even know where they film it. I know it's yes, in Los see, Angeles. We television studios. We, Craig. We literally that place where we went to eat outside of the Grove. It's like the the studio is right across the street. That's why everyone who goes to eat there has the t shirts, the Price is Right t shirts on. Well, you probably Remember? should have pointed that out while we were there. Well, sorry, <laughs> I thought you knew. You're you're the guy who's done those that trip like five times. Yeah, I have. But uh, no, our our one ABD guide that we had, Ralph, he was a huge winner on Price is Right. And uh, you have to take a tour with him in order to hear his story. But it is, uh, yeah, it's one of jealousy and rage for me. But one day, (laughs) one day I'll get on the Price is Right. Right. Uh, Any other things to say about Festival of the Arts? We barely talked about it, but. Oh, I'm excited. It's one of my favorite festivals at Epcot. So um, I'm excited. I just, I really do dislike how short the festival is, but it is one of my favorite because I love to just take a stroll and look at all the art and I love Broadway. So being able to see the performances like are really a highlight for me. So I'm really excited for it. Like I can't wait, but the Festival of the Holidays is a close second for me, but I love Festival of the Arts, so I'm really excited. I still prefer Festival of the Masters that was held at Disney Springs. Yeah. For me, Festival of the Arts is kind of like, I honestly can make it a one and done for the entire season. I mean, sometimes they make that a little harder when an artist, you know, is selling something that I'm interested in later on in the festival. And so you want to go back so that way you can buy it while the artist is there and have that interaction. But beyond that, I just... I, I do miss Festival of the Masters. I feel like, you know, we, we used to talk about that a lot in the first couple of years that I worked here, but it was such a cool event. And it actually felt like the art there was showcasing, you know, talented local artists and artists from around the world who had a place to come in and, you know, show what they do. And it now wasn't all I Disney just, art. Exactly. And that's what I was just going to say. It's like now, no offense to Disney artists, like I have so many Disney prints and uh, canvases like so many people out there, and I absolutely love and adore them. But I, I want more than just Disney art. I want to I want to see what else is out there and not just the little, you know, fairy gardens or the 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 chia pets that they sell there. They're not chia pets. What are they? Then you grow them. Topiaries. Topiaries. Thank you. Uh, if I would have just kept talking, <laughs> I would have got to that point anyways. But yeah, I'd like a little yeah, more Chia from Pet's it. Yeah, different. <laughs> I, I've never owned one of those, so I, I just assume John owns one. It's RuPaul. I do have a RuPaul chair. <laughs> more um, on that. <laughs> cross my heart. Do you think Festival of the Arts is short because they do a lot of the Broadway series things and that's and that's sort of a big draw for them that they just sort of concentrate it that way. Do you think that's why it's so short? Because they could easily run it much longer and connect other festivals. Well, I mean, it almost does because usually festival uh, flower and garden festival starts the first week of March. So really it's like they take a two week break to just kind of reset and get ready kind of like in between festival of the holidays and festival of the arts. So yeah, I, I think it just has to be short out of necessity for flower and garden and there's Couldn't no doubt that one long festival yeah 
I mean, I it's they can change the theme internally without making a big deal about the name change in that. Just it's Ep- Epcot World Showcase Festival Showcase. Boom, nailed it. Now with countries. Now with countries. Now, yeah, <laughs> that's that's how they sell it. When people forget about the countries, it's Epcot's Festival Showcase. Now with countries. Boom. <laughs> Come back, check it all out. You'll love Norway got a great ride there uh speaking of norway and its great attraction that of course you sail on a boat and that will lead us into the final little news story we're going to talk about here uh that's not so little at all uh say final little fine it's just <laughs> a little one you know it only incorporates january through may of 2025 which is of course a little span Ugh, of time when you think about the average uh, lifetime, uh, the how long Walt Disney World has been around, how long the Walt Disney Company has been around. Uh, but Disney Cruise Line released their early 2025 itineraries from January through May of 2025, and uh, it is a lot. So they obviously want to remind people that the Disney Treasure is sailing during that time period from Port Canaveral to the Caribbean, but uh, also with the other ships, the Disney Magic will be doing Caribbean sailings out of Galveston, as well as Bahamian cruises out of Port Canaveral, Fort Lauderdale, Galveston, and San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh, The Disney Wonder will be sailing to Mexico from San Diego, as well as the Pacific Coast uh, Hawaiian cruise and a South Pacific cruise. (coughs) The Disney Dream will be sailing in the Caribbean out of Fort Lauderdale, as well as Bahamian cruises out of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, The Disney Fantasy (coughs) sailing Bahamian cruises from Port Canaveral. and the Disney Wish will continue sailing Bahamian cruises out of Port Canaveral. Pearl Castaway Club members can already book. Uh, Platinum and Gold, Golden Oak, sorry, are booking today. So congratulations, you made it. Uh, tomorrow's going to be all those Goldies out there, uh, Gold Castaway Club members, and then Goldie Hawn, unless she's also a Golden Oak member, which she could be. Uh, Thursday is Silver. Uh, DVC and Adventures by Disney Insiders. And finally, November 6th is everyone else out there will be able to book those early 2025 cruises. And I get bummed out every time these happen because I look at the cruises, especially now when you see those, you know, just like uh, after Lighthouse Point opens up, you see some of those cruises out there that are not going anywhere else except a stop at Lighthouse Point, a stop at Castaway Key, even without seeing that new island. That's literally my dream of what i want to do and there's a lot on there for early 2025 so hopefully it can make it happen but man waiting over a year for those cruises i know it's the best pricing but makes me like it makes me i don't plan anything out that far in advance i can't imagine Uh, doing it but you are you are actually as a disney fan you're you're unique disney fans love to plan and they love to book and this this is something you have a son I don't know what that has to do with it. <laughs> He's making plans a year in advance. He's got a kid. It was a, a Maury type announcement. You have a son. <laughs> you have a kid. I am the father. Well, you said I don't plan things that far in advance. I don't. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you're unique because the people do it. And not only are they doing it, but they are, um, you know, folks are excited about this. People have been waiting for this to happen. What's really interesting for us in the biz is that, you know, there used to be a couple of ships, right? There used to only be a couple of ships. So you had this, I mean, you know, 
early year announcement and it was, oh, look, they, we have these Western and Eastern itineraries and maybe you're sailing out of Galveston. It's like, I can't keep track of all of the cruises that are happening because there's so many ships now and all the things that they're doing. I, I mean, you have agents that can. I thank God that I have agents who know this. I call them up. They're like my phone a friend. And it's like, please explain this to me because it becomes so complicated of where these cruises are going. But what's really excited about it is that they can now do a lot more specialty cruises. You know, they're doing Honolulu to Sydney and they're, they're finishing up their Australia trips, which is very, very exciting to a lot of folks. So it's great that this is happening. It's just for me personally, it's like, wow, I remember the old days and it was like, oh, two ships. Look. <laughs> I do not remember, remember those days. Four days or a week. Yeah. You don't remember I, left over you. You don't remember two ships? I I don't. I mean, I remember them from reading like a Disney magazine at home saying, oh, they've got these Disney cruise lines. But uh, my dad was adamant that uh, cruising was not something we would ever do as a family. So that's why I didn't cruise until starting to work for this company. And uh, I, yeah, now now I know how many ships there are. There's five <laughs> and there's going to be six and then there's going to be seven. There's sure. probably going to be more than that. And now I know how to count. Excellent. Pretty you have a son. <laughs> and I have a son. <laughs> that wasn't that weird. He said he doesn't plan anything a year in advance. It was pretty freaking weird. It really was. It wasn't. You should start I, planning. I, you know, I plan his dinner out like twenty minutes in advance. So, like, I feel like I'm making some progress. Good job. Not bad. Yeah. Thanks. I, I need that metal. Yeah. That I'll never get. Say that so short. <laughs> Okay, uh, that unless anyone else has anything to add in here, I think we're going to move on to John and Kevin's uh, dining review of Topolino's Terrace at Disney's Riviera Resort. Uh, of course, they did. I don't know if I mentioned it was a character breakfast that they did, not uh, not dinner. So uh, we'll have to wait and find out here to see if it was a breakfast with character. John, Kevin, take <laughs> it right. away. We will take, well, we will take it away for sure. So just to, to start out, to set it up, Greg mentioned Topolino's Terrace, uh, Riviera Resort. Uh, this restaurant is really one of our favorites. The dinner at this restaurant we think is spectacular. It's one of the things that we go to quite a bit. We uh, take people there when people are in town visiting us. It's a kind of a special occasion dinner. We love it. Um, food is great. Service is great. Views are great. We had not been to breakfast here in quite some time. I think it was just post-COVID was the last time we had been to the character breakfast. We had remembered it being good. We were excited about it. Um, so it was excellent that we had some friends in town who were generous, generous enough to invite us and add us to their reservation because it's a very popular uh, reservation to get. The character breakfast at Topolino's, very hard reservation to get. And so Kevin and I were very excited to do it again. And I'm going to let Kevin take it away. So go with the food review, Kevin. It was very crowded when we got there. There were a lot of people. And again, John said uh, some friends were in town and they set up this reservation and they included us in it. So we were very happy. Um, 
we loved this the first time we were there, but John's right. It was post COVID and everybody sat like 40 feet apart and the character stayed in a little knot in the center of the room and wouldn't come near anybody. I will tell you that's changed. The table, the characters come to your table. It is Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy. I think that was it, right? And they're all dressed in their French Riviera clothes. Mickey's dressed as painter Mickey. Um, they were quite gracious about coming to your table and posing for all sorts of photographs. I will tell you that this is $49 per person for an adult. And I was disappointed. In the past, when you paid the $49, it worked almost as a buffet in that you would order your entree. But if you would, if you wanted to order something else, You could order something else and they would bring you that as well. And a typical thing like I, the last time we went, not this time, I ordered uh, the quiche, which I raved about, but then they have a uh, sour cream waffle dish. And we ordered one of those. And what they do is they bring you out like a quarter serving. But if you wanted more, you could order more. And... That way you got to try things. I mean, you never got another full entree. They have changed that. You now get to order at $49, you get to order one entree. And it specifically now says that on the menu. It's like choice of one, Kevin, do not ask for more. Well, I said to him, can we order a piece of the sour cream waffle? And he said, no, you'd have to pay for another entree, which I thought was, I don't know, seems weird. At $49, you should be able to get a piece of a waffle. That's my opinion. Um, In the past, I apologize. I have to read the menu because I didn't commit it to memory. I ordered the quiche gruyere, house-made pancetta, uh, roasted potatoes, gruyere cheese, field greens, and lemon vinaigrette. In the past, I thought this was one of the best things I had ever eaten. I'm sad to say that It wasn't this time. It came out and was a little bit greasy and cold. The potatoes were really good, and the bacon was good. Um, John, what did you get? I got the same thing. Um, The bacon was uh, something that we asked our waiter to do. We said, listen, we really just want a couple pieces of bacon, and he was generous enough to get us the bacon on our plate. But I agree with you. The potatoes were good. The quiche was greasy and cold, and it was just, it wasn't what we remember from the last time. Um, But the nice part was, not the nice part, the good part of this was being with friends, everybody got a chance to share and taste everybody else's dish. So we had a chance to taste some of the other things that were ordered. So I'm going to, I'm going to go on to someone ordered the steak and eggs. Um, and we were, I was very excited about that. I love steak and eggs. It's one of my favorite breakfasts ever. The person ordered the steak, uh, medium rare and it was overdone and the steak was cold and she generously shared with me and I had a bite of her steak and it was tough and cold and just not worth it. Um, we again, didn't even the, see the steak. portion size was on the steak yeah. because it's hidden under those, I believe, are mushrooms. But it's like it doesn't look like there's a lot of mushrooms, but it's blocking right. all of the steak. So you see the potatoes are in the steak. 
Now you see the potatoes are kind of to the right of the dish. Eggs are, are at the bottom of the dish. There might've been three medallions of beef and that's being generous for, for steak. I mean, and what was interesting about this was the waiter was like, Oh, you can get the steak and eggs. Everyone gets the steak and eggs. The steak and eggs are the best value. Blah, 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 blah. And it was not good. It was just not, the meat was tough and cold and, uh, it was overdone. such a disappointment. Overdone. So it's about to Somebody expire, did. so they were pushing it. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> did order the sour cream waffle, mm-hmm. and it too came out not hot. And I was told that while it should have been light and fluffy, it was also a little greasy. And that came with orange maple syrup. That was deemed the best part of the dish. Um, and it comes with a side of breakfast meat there's uh smoked bacon ham sausage or there is plant-based sausage i ordered a side of sausage with my quiche and i am fairly certain that i got plant-based sausage by mistake oh i don't think you did you maybe you think it was just bad i think it was just bad it was actually really bad craig we've got a we've got a picture of someone got two eggs any style and they specifically ordered the plant-based sausage. Can we bring one of those up? Pictures of one of those up. So now remember, this is $49. You got scrambled eggs and potatoes, and you have this thing, which looks like someone might have eaten it and digested it and evacuated it. It goes back to Rhino's conversation about the um, dream sweep. It it was, I, I I, I was so grossed out by this. I thought, I cannot believe that this is something that someone thinks is appetizing and appealing to put on a plate and deliver to people. I can't believe that's $49. That's $49. And I mean, yeah, I, I'm stuck I, on that price point. And I tasted the, the plant-based sausage and it was awful. It was just terrible. But the fact that for everybody who ate their meal, all they could say was, oh, these potatoes are good. The potatoes, <laughs> potatoes are good. I mean, Somebody, they looked like they put a generous amount of cheese in those eggs, at least. And I'm sure it was a fancy cheese. It wasn't just like cheddar. No, I think oh, that's I just think two scrambled eggs, Craig. <laughs> that's I, great. I think it, it looks like there's cheese in there. I think it's slices sure of scrambled eggs. I think it's slices of Velveeta. There might be some Velveeta. Well, if ET is missing a finger, we found Mary it on the plate. Table. Um, <laughs> We didn't judge her that it was 9.30 and she ordered a Bloody Mary. But the Bloody Mary came and it looked like a Bloody Mary. It didn't look like an event. It didn't look like a party. It was a Bloody Mary with an olive stuck on top of it. And it was $23. That's a lot. And the person who ordered the the scrambled eggs and potatoes and – plant-based sausage got the bloody mary and i thought that's 73 dollars no way for and i think for 73 (laughs) dollars you ought to be you know rolling around and clutching your belly and screaming about how this is the best scrambled eggs you've ever had i will also say that our server was efficient however he was very um he got very personal with, it was John and I and four ladies, four women. And he got very personal with them that 
Should we call their husbands and tell them they're running away with the waiter from Disney? I mean, got down on his knee and held one of their hands. And the whole time you're thinking, this I, I understand making this personal, but it was uncomfortable. <laughs> it was just uncomfortable. I mean, I have so many follow-up questions now. It's <laughs> like, uh, was he like, what, what would, how would you describe the, the personality of the waiter? Was he like Pepe Le Pew style? Swarmy? Uh, he was swarmy. He was swarmy. <laughs> he came to, not charming. He came to our table and said to us, um, I don't speak much English. And we said, okay. And we started talking to him. He spoke perfect English. His English was impeccable. And Are then you he sure got, he was he, the server? <laughs> yes. he, he's the one that brought the food and took the order. I have nothing. I have no other way of identifying him. Um, you got to look for the art I, name tag. No, he wasn't. Was the guest uh, grabbing plates? He asked one woman where her husband was. And she said, oh, he stayed home. He didn't come on this trip. And he said, so he won't know if you come back to my room? And I thought, oh, what? Oh, what? Yeah, it was, it was extremely what? uncomfortable. No and way. I mean, here's the deal. We, we were not, you know, not prudes. It was on the table of prudes, and, and they played along a little bit with it. But he didn't know when to stop and back off. It was just not appropriate. Um, I mean, these are good friends, so... We were all very comfortable together. But I think to myself, I can't make my hat say on straight. <laughs> I'm having trouble with it. Um, I, I thought he doesn't know that we're all good friends. He, I thought he was inappropriate. I agree. I thought it was inappropriate, too. I will say, so So, kind of in a nutshell, right, incredible character interaction. If you were looking for great character interaction, the characters were – stupendous spending time with each of us at the table taking pictures with each of us at the table they do a little dance in the middle of dinner and they all come out and they dance around the room um that is a a great character interaction and the kids were eating it up tons of kids in the restaurant everybody was loving it but it's uh, i apologize for looking down but it's 49 for adults and it's 30 dollars for children uh nine and under so this is an expensive meal, especially for the food not to be good. Um, I it's will a say great that space. before the meal, you got a um, a container of pastries. I think we have a picture of it. Yeah, show the pastries. The pastries were the bright spot of the meal. And Rhino, the muffins were moist. Oh, um, God. It comes with strawberry jam, Nutella, and butter. And... It, they brought two of them for a party of six. So the croissants were good. They were yeah. also cold. <laughs> but they were like supposed to be cold, I guess. Yeah. Um, I thought I didn't pay for this. John and I did not pay. We were invited as guests. And I've actually spoken to the person who invited us. And I asked if it was okay if we were honest about this. I did not want her to feel bad that we were going to say things that weren't great. And she texted me a list of her complaints also. So, <laughs> um, 
Um, she was actually the one who got proposed to by the server um, or propositioned, whatever it was. Okay. Do you think it's that the server knew the food coming out was bad and he was trying to make up for the situation? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I'll solve this with my body. <laughs> I mean, it could be. So Rhino made me, didn't make me, but he implored that I Where should watch this, this Amazon movie called Totally Killer. And one of the running jokes in it is that it's had in the 80s and so they're like yeah drunk driving i drunk i drive better when i'm drunk non-stop and like all these jokes that she's just like this is so inappropriate the things you're saying and so it reminds me of that in a way like people trying to make up for it because they're out of time and like i know how to fix this situation i'll propose to them <laughs> that'll make it all I, better i actually think my my opinion is he was trying to play up the fact that I, what was he, Kevin? Was he French? I, I couldn't pinpoint where he was supposed to be from, but I was sort of I getting this idea he that he was from somewhere in South America. Oh, really? That's how good his accent was. <laughs> I had no idea where he was from. But I think he was trying to play up the fact that maybe he was sort of romantic and charming and he was going to flirt with the ladies at the table. It was 9.30 in the morning. If anybody else had done this, it would have been an HR issue. If I had done this to one of the female servers, I would have been trespassed. It was it was very, very uncomfortable. And, you know, when he wasn't there, we were enjoying each other's company. We had a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on and, you know, discussing their stay and the things they got a chance to do. But every time he came over, he made it about him. And it was just really, really weird. And on top of it, the food was bad. The food was just bad. And I'm really disappointed because in the past, the food had been really good. And this was a really great um, experience. And dinner is great. So we've recommended it to people. Yeah. You know, go to I'm going to say av- avoid this breakfast if you can. Avoid the, right, they call it brunch too. Just avoid it until they, they get their act together. Yep. Well, I'm reading you loud and clear, John. Everyone should avoid it, so that way there will always be open reservations for you guys to go. <laughs> exactly. Just for you. <laughs> I am reading right through. Bad breakfast, weird waiter. I'm not buying it for a second. I'm sorry. My <laughs> breakfast that I get from McDonald's, I get the big breakfast without pancakes. It's a scrambled egg, and I get two pieces of sausage and a hash brown. And what does that cost? Eight, nine dollars? John usually goes, so I don't know how much it costs. Um, (laughs) I don't. I don't go. He drives to McDonald's and picks up breakfast, so I don't know what it costs now. And that was better. Uh, That's a better breakfast. And I've only been been hit on once by the people at McDonald's. So my experience there is much better. (laughs) He did ask John. Go to McDonald's. He did ask John where his wife was. And I thought, no, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not opening that can of worms. <laughs> Just let it go. We, we're still looking for. Her. <laughs> yeah, not not our not our favorite meal. Unfortunately, it's really it's really taken a turn for the worst. So, well, and it's expensive. Yeah, very expensive. Very expensive meal to not enjoy. 
Understandable. But, well, you know, remember, too, it's just their experience in that moment with their group and the table right next to them might have been loving it. So uh, sometimes you just never know how it could go. But uh, cold food, uh, overly greasy food, uh, slightly aggressive server, you know. There's a lot going on there, so I think I think the cold food that definitely signals an an issue overall with how the kitchen is working. Maybe it was just a bad day, or maybe it's the new norm. So just take it into consideration. I still want to thank the person who invited us. I'm sure she's going to watch this, so I just wanted to know that the best part of it was the time together. So I would like to say thank you for that, but I'm sorry she had to pay for stuff that wasn't great. Kevin, I feel like uh, that ends it in a really good spot. So we should probably uh, wrap this up because I know everyone has. Uh, everyone has Halloween celebrations to get to later yes. today and trick or treating and candy to pass out. So we won't take up too much more of your time here. I just want to ask the group before we go uh, does anyone have any last things that they want to say, plug, or uh, we'll wrap up the show? John, Kevin, Erica, Rhino, anything? I do. Okay. I want to remind folks that we've got a new Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast going on. It's called the Parents Panel Podcast. Um, We've been putting them up on Mondays, thanks to Craig. Um, Once we get our dream show back and running, we'll move that show to another day. But we hope you join us. We really, I'm having a good time talking to folks with kids about what it's like to travel to Walt Disney World or travel in general and getting to know them. So, you know, I hope you guys tune into that. Dreams Unlimited Travel Parents Panel Podcast goes up on Mondays for now. Yes. And you can find that at youtube.com slash at Dreams Unlimited Travel. And it is available directly in the Dreams Unlimited Travel show feed for podcasts. So you can get that wherever you listen to podcasts. It should be in all the big ones, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know them. They're all there. Uh, Kevin, did you have something that you wanted to mention, too? Just a quickie. We have two backstage magics going next year. The dates are June 30th through July 5th and 12-8 through 12-13. So we're going to be there for 4th of July. And then the second one will have the Christmas decorations up. It is four. It's. $9,998 per couple. A single is $6,999 and children are $4,749. It is uh, five nights and it's a great time. We have people who go on two or three or even up to four. They love it. So um, if you're interested, Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. You've heard me talk about this before, so I'm not going to rehash it, but they're there if you want to go. And you can always find a direct link in the description to get you set up there or head to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com in general or go to the Diz and catch up on everything happening with Walt Disney World Beyond what we talk about in the podcast and uh, post on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, just uh, I guess I'll also mention, too, you know, we have Patreon and uh, we'll be doing our Patreon post show right after we're done with this. So you can find a link to that in the description as well. If you want to support us and get some extra content, uh, keep 
keep being subscribed to the channel so you obviously find out when we have new videos dropping you know we have our our uh dcl show back on wednesdays right now that elaine edwards is spearheading uh we have dining reviews that usually go up on thursdays we have uh, the universal show rhino shopping videos tap house talks we've got a lot of great content going up and most of it is also uh being posted as well on uh, their podcast feeds too so make sure you are subscribed to all the podcast feeds that we have out there so you never miss any shows so uh thank you all so much in this group for uh hanging out with me and talking on this busy halloween day john and kevin thank you so much for sharing your dining review really appreciate it very welcome happy halloween everyone happy halloween so happy halloween yeah rhino you might as well say it too but ask scoob no i can't do it Okay. Well, feels like a missed opportunity. You had the entire you had the entire it show was, to practice, and now at the end, you can't do it. It was Valley Scooby Doo. Can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. God. Oh my God, I love LA. <laughs> <laughs> you think I sound LA? Okay. We'll, Please end the show. Please. We'll try that. We'll try again next week. Uh, if you want to support us more, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no-obligation quote. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up. Please hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comments section. If you were listening to this, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us ratings and reviews when possible. Thank you all so much for tuning in this week. I truly hope you enjoyed it thank you to the panel and we will see you next time with another episode of the Diz unlimited podcast but for now we've reached the end or should i say the beginning of your future bye-bye what?